Get ready for BSR Annual Conference from the 24th to the 26th of April in Liverpool and online. Be one of over 2,000 rheumatology professionals enjoying three days of learning and networking. Join the award-winning hybrid conference in person or join us online and secure access to all the talks on demand for a further six months. If you're looking for inspiring content for the whole MDT, secure your place at BSR24. Head to rheumatology.org.uk forward slash BSR24 or Google BSR24. You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Careers podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rheumatology Careers podcast. My name is Anastasia Madenidou and I'm a rheumatology registrar currently working as a clinical research fellow at the University of Manchester. Today we're talking about the role of pharmacists in rheumatology. I'm delighted to be joined today by Mrs. Rebecca Hayton, who is a lead rheumatology specialist pharmacist at Stebbinghill Hospital in South Manchester. Welcome, Rebecca, and thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Lovely. Great. So, Rebecca, firstly, could you please tell us a bit about your background and how did you move into rheumatology? Yes. So, I studied pharmacy in Manchester, and then I completed my um, year pre-registration training, which is a year that we all do as pharmacists on the job, so to speak, at Stepping Hill. And then after that, I got my permanent job at Stepping Hill. And then at that point, you normally start on a rotational sort of career path. So you do different rotations on cardiology or respiratory. And then I moved into a more specialist role within cardiology. And then a position came up for, I think it was two and a half hours a week of rheumatology. And I thought, well, this sounds quite nice. And I'd done a little bit about rheumatology previously, and I found it quite interesting so I, I went and applied for that job. Um, and at that point, I was just signing prescriptions and helping out with the sort of admin of the team. And then it basically grew and grew to the point now where I'm full time in rheumatology and I don't do any other pharmacy work. And we have three pharmacists in rheumatology now in our hospital and also three pharmacy technicians. So that's where I've, where I've got to today. Oh, that's great. Oh, lovely. So you said you had some experience before, because I think in another way, it's a big a big jump, you know, moving from cardiology to rheumatology, different medications. So could you please tell us what, what experience do you have and why did you find rheumatology interesting, you know, from a pharmacy perspective? Yes, so I had actually done a little bit of work during my degree. I did my dissertation on rheumatoid arthritis, actually, which just, again, something that just sort of came up as an option. Um, so I had a little bit of experience with it there. And then during a lot of pharmacists will do a clinical diploma, a postgraduate clinical diploma, usually when they've been qualified for two or three years. And I selected to do a, um, a rheumatoid arthritis module um, as part of this. And I found it really interesting. And I think the reason I found it so interesting is that rheumatology is generally obviously pharmacy focused, isn't it? You know, what we do, the way that we make patients better is through medicines. And exactly. I think, uh, yeah, so a lot of other specialities, you know, when I've been in surgery, I found that I haven't got very much that I can offer or do because there is, you know, we're not involved in operations, whereas in rheumatology, it's all about the medicines. So pharmacists are central to every patient's management and then. Um, I found this this would be where I could almost have a greater impact. 
so yeah this is when when it came up and I saw this this job opportunity arise I thought ah yes this could be something I could really get my teeth into um so this is why I went sort of took that leap really I suppose to try something different yeah that's uh, that's great thank you Rebecca so the other thing I'd like to ask you is you know you moved from uh, you said from cardiology and rheumatology and initially you said you signed prescriptions but now you have like a lead role in rheumatology as I have worked at Steppy Hill I know I know a bit about your job so could you tell us how your role grow up and how others that may be interested you know to do this leap to rheumatology can expand their skills and do more things and help more patients at the end of the day yes so yeah as you as you said initially I was just countersigning prescriptions and Sadly, a lot of what pharmacists do are just second checking the work of a doctor, which is what we do. And it's an important role, but it's often not the most exciting bit of our our jobs. Mm. And then I was able to um, complete my um, independent prescribing. And one of the rheumatologists here at Stepping Hill kindly offered to be my mentor to do this. So I completed my prescribing training whilst as I just started in rheumatology, which was which was excellent. So Mm. after a sort of six month period, I I then was able to prescribe things myself so then a lot of what I started doing was actually prescribing the medications, but perhaps not necessarily making the decisions about treatment. Because obviously, when you first start, these drugs are very new. And mm. particularly as pharmacists, we find them scary, don't we? You know, you, you learn about methotrexate as if it's the worst thing in the world. And exactly. it's only when you get experience in rheumatology, you realize that well, it's not. You just need to be careful with it. So initially, I was very much only prescribed after a consultant said, you can prescribe this. Mm. And then this role has grown as my confidence has grown. And I am now seeing patients and a a pathway and like a a treatment plan hasn't necessarily already been put in place. It's just, you know, this patient requires treatment and they're sent to me and I'm able to look at their, you know, other treatments they're on, their other conditions, look at how severe the disease is and and then make a decision about what treatment's suitable for them more independently as my experience and, and knowledge has grown in, in rheumatology. Yeah. And I, I suppose to further expand on that, hope is that I'll be able to do more new patient clinics as well and sort of in areas that are more discreet, things like osteoporosis perhaps where there are more clear defined pathways. I may not necessarily need a consultant to have sort of said this patient needs treatment. I will be able to make those decisions myself. And this is something as a pharmacist, I've never really imagined myself being able to do. And I, I wanted to be a pharmacist for what I thought it was. But the more experience I have got in, in the profession, I've realized that actually I can be doing this under the guidance, obviously, of consultants and doctors. But it has enabled me to really progress my career and, and my you know individualism as a, as a clinician more than I ever would have hoped so which has been really good and I've very much enjoyed that journey yeah that's great and definitely from what you're saying I understand now that your career is more fulfilling and of course I suppose you had challenges because okay you had to learn the job while doing things and and you needed the mentorship you also did this independent prescriber course so you had to do a lot of things to get where you are I just want to ask you, because you told us about the pathway, but I'm just wondering, are there any formal training qualifications that are needed to move into rheumatology? Are there other pathways that we should be aware of? So it's a a good question, and I think it's something that I know BSR, and I've been working with BSR, is to help 
sort of put together a very formal kind of program of learning for pharmacists because historically we, we generally dip in and out of the registrar training and then we'll dip in and out of some of the nurse trainings sort of progression and different uh, training packages but they're not necessarily always perfect for us as pharmacists mm. so that's something that is lacking but it's something that BSR themselves are looking at and helping us to sort of develop that with regards to kind of learning about rheumatology I think we probably follow similar things to to as you would at registrars although it's it's less formalized but we kind of I've been mixing in and out so doing some courses on ULAR for example there are some drug companies have put together some learning packages going to conferences and then you're able to then formalize this alongside pharmacist training so there's the advanced pharmacist framework which is run by the Royal Pharmaceutical Society you can sort of use the learning that you get specifically in rheumatology to map against what kind of level of pharmacist you are, what sort of level you're practicing at, and then also build on that to the consultant pharmacist framework as well. So it's not completely perfect yet, but we're getting there and we can kind of use the resources we have available to map against the pharmacist framework, which is what I'm currently trying to do. Yeah, no, that's great. And it's great that people like you, they want to improve things for the future generations or the transition to be smoother. Because I think now things maybe, I'm, I'm just guessing now, maybe more difficult because there are more medications available. So maybe more daunting for a pharmacist getting to rheumatology because there are more things to learn every day. And for us, of course, as registrars and consultants. Yes, definitely. And it's a changing landscape, isn't it? We're mm. learning new things about even the drugs we knew. We're learning new things about them every day. And yes, it is, it's definitely a daunting area. And it's daunting because there aren't these fixed pathways as there are in other specialities like cardiology, where there's a clear kind of learning scope, perhaps. But this is where, you know, networks and, and BSR come in to help us to kind of move the and guide the way forward for other pharmacists coming into this area. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, networks. So are there any networks that someone, you know, can get some advice and support? Or do you know how BSR can help pharmacists that they want to get into rheumatology? Yeah, so the BSR have been really supportive of me personally. I've obviously I've done lots of the different online and face-to-face courses that they offer. And they've always been very clear about when they think a pharmacist would be, be appropriate for a pharmacist to attend. They're also very keen on getting us in on the committees and things like that which is something that you can look at in towards the future if you you know as you become more experienced and mm. um, but but also um there's the rheumatology pharmacist uk network which is hosted on the uh, nhs network site currently though this may change and this is a group of quite a large collection now of rheumatology pharmacists and technicians that um go on to that group to discuss clinical issues, quite specific issues, more uh, national problems, supply issues, just general chit-chat about rheumatology pharmacy. Um, but then we also get together and meet, sort of, I think we try and meet at least once a year, often twice a year, um, and have a, have a discussion and, and do some learning as well together, which is all obviously just appropriate, like suitable for pharmacists. So it's it's a really good, really good group to, to be involved in, and they'd be very much open to advising any newcomers to the to discipline. Yeah, no, that's great to hear that you have your own group and you support each other because you can, of course, learn from your colleagues. I'm just wondering to ask you if you also organize any events to raise awareness about the role of pharmacists in rheumatology. And I'm asking you this because, for example, careers affairs, affairs events for medical students where we talk about rheumatology and we try to get 
you know, foundation doctors or medical students to rheumatology. Is there something similar that you do or you're planning to do? So that's a really, a really good question. And I know that Rheumatology Pharmacy UK group uh, always go to Congress, the Pharmacy Congress, which is like a national sort of meeting of other rheumatology, of, of other pharmacists from all sorts of disciplines. Mm. So this, this is something they always are very keen to do and to, again, promote rheumatology to other pharmacists. Um, I think probably this is something we could expand on further. And I think, yeah, you've provided a really good, good inspiration for me to think about other areas, perhaps within the Royal Pharmaceutical Society as well, because they, they do mentorship there and mm. um, so perhaps advertising you know rheumatology within pharmacy a bit more uh, would be a really good idea to, to get more people into the discipline yeah no uh, that would be great we also share some medications with other specialties like with gastroenterology some medication about um, inflammatory bowel disease or with hematology like rituximab so i don't know some even pharmacists would like you know to make a change in their career and move, for example, from hematology to rheumatology, and they can transfer the skills there. So this is maybe an alternative pathway. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think I think we always, you know, in my hospital, I know the hematology pharmacists and, and the gastro ones better than I know anyone else because we talk about the same drugs and the same patients. But probably nationally, this could be better managed, couldn't it? Where we could all share ideas a bit better rather than just within our small little areas. But yeah, you're very right. It's a very good point. We have very transferable skills and, you know, using different doses and different knowledge. Mm. And, and I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm saying this, because sometimes I like, you know, discussing about biologics with the gastroenterology registrars, because they have a different perspective, you know, and you can share knowledge and experience. So it's not like yeah. you learn only from your rheumatology colleagues. Yeah, lovely. So getting back to you now and about your your day-to-day life. So I think for someone that doesn't really know a lot about your role, so could you tell us what you do on a day-to-day basis? Uh, basis and of course your days may vary just to give us an idea of your job i can so so today for example has been a clinic day so i've basically spent my whole day seeing patients either face to face or telephoning them to do medication counseling so that's making sure the bloods are all okay checking that the drug's appropriate or as i said before a lot of the time it was actually deciding on treatment there and then with the patient because a plan hasn't yet been formulated so i do sort of three clinics a week i also have a dedicated gout clinic that's just been set up recently which is um referred straight from if a patient's been admitted with gout they come to my clinic rather than wait to be seen by a rheumatologist and um, to get them started on treatment um, so that's another thing that I've started doing. I do all the biologic prescribing generally within the hospital. So that is a lot of prescriptions. So again, this would be one of, I say, the least enjoyable parts of my job. Yeah. But also I do quite like that I have complete oversight. And mm. I know that if I've done it, I've checked everything and that I know everyone and who's on what and why. And I think it's nice to have one person overseeing everything. And also I think it helps the consultants to learn from each other because if I get referral for something or something comes up and that consultant hasn't seen it before but I know because I work with six consultants I'm saying well actually we have had a very similar patient recently and, and this person did this and so it, it's really helpful I think in that way we have a medication helpline um, that's available to patients and we also have an email address that patients and GPs and other healthcare professionals will contact so we spend a lot of time answering queries just about medications or blood test results and things like that and then we do a lot of education within the trust and within the department with our nurses 
um, yes, I don't know what I spend my time doing, but I feel like <laughs> I'm always very busy. <laughs> I know, I know. And, but yeah, that's generally what we're up to. With, yeah, generally. <laughs> no, that's great. And I need to make a confession, I, I should have said previously. So before, you know, I worked at Stepping Hill as SD4, where I met you, and before my experience with pharmacies is was on the ward, actually, you know, checking the medications that I prescribe or if I have any specific query. But after working with you, I, I realized how many things I can learn. And there were many times that I wouldn't speak to the consultants because I wanted your input as a pharmacist. I, I was happy with my clinical decision and what was going on, but I was more worried about interactions, you know, administration and all that stuff. So I have experienced how valuable your role can be. Uh, and I'm great that you, your role is expanding. And what you said about the gout clinic, because I think there is a mad need, because sometimes we, for example, when I see a patient, for example, on the ward, and I say, oh, we should start on this medication, and sometimes GPs don't carry on prescribing the medication because they don't have the expertise so, you know, setting up a gout clinic, I think uh, it's exciting. Um, yeah, it, it is, and it's something different, a bit, you know, some another area of, of rheumatology to get interested in, isn't it, and learn about. Yeah, and the other, other bit you said about osteoporosis, because we actually prescribe medications, we don't really ex- examine patients, the, the physical examination is not relevant, but it's more important to select the right medication for the right patient based on the risk factors. So Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It it seems it seems quite an obvious, you know, protocol driven area mm. where, like you say, you know, my, my examining expertise are minimal but I can I can interpret a DEXA scan report and I can speak to a patient about whether they're able to swallow a treatment or not and sit upright and check the kidney function. So yes, it seems a really good area for us to get into. And then enable the consultants to then, you know, use their expertise in areas that they're where they're needed rather than sort of more straightforward sort of clinic work is, is the plan. Yeah. And I think the starting point, I think, is to change our perspective because, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, so I think the traditional model, what we have learned is more about doctors and more specialist nurses and now I think we have started more and more to realize that you know pharmacists, physiotherapists, now there are a lot of health professionals can help and can have a leading role. Yeah well I, I yeah I would agree with that very much so I think you know, there was a lot, I think, when, when pharmacists started in rheumatology, it was there was a concern about where they would sit compared to nurses. And I think, um, I'm, I'm sure, I hope my our nurses would agree here, we are clearly very, very different mm. and we do very different things. And I could never bring what a nurse brings to a, a clinical consultation. Um, but equally, you know, hopefully medicine-wise, we are able to sort of, just having all that information in your head rather than having to look up, it, it's easy to then be able to make decisions quickly and efficiently with a patient with you without having to go back and to. And I think that really helps. And then again, it allows a nurse to be able to deal with the issues that a pharmacist can't and then it frees them up, doesn't it, to do the stuff they should be doing rather than perhaps prescribing, which not, isn't necessarily something that they want to be doing mm. or, or, you know, their skills aren't needed for. Exactly. Yes, that's a, that's a very valid point. You know, thank you, Rebecca. And we discussed, I think, about your day-to-day job. And you said what you love a lot 
uh, most in rheumatology. Could you please tell us more about the challenges? Yeah, um, I think the, the challenge has been for me because I started out nearly eight years ago now. There was I didn't know what I was going to be doing. So I think building the role has been the hardest bit and deciding on what what I was going to do, what jobs I would take from who, um, and kind of carving my way into the department. And I think that's kind of worked now, and I think that's taken time. That was something, and that's what I've, when I've spoken to other new pharmacists within rheumatology, they get in touch with me and they say, uh, you know, the consultants have got a pharmacist, but they don't know what to do with me and where to best use me. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's been difficult. But but this will hopefully get better as there are more and more of us around the country. We can each share what we do in our job plans. And, um, and then hopefully, you know, when a consultant gets their pharmacist after asking for one, they will know where they should be. Um, so I'd say making my role has been one of the greatest challenge challenges and um, I think the general lack of time to do enough you know our yeah. patients are growing more patients are going on you know biologics and high cost drugs which increasingly puts extra burden on the pharmacy team as we are because True. we're the ones that are looking after those people so they are they are challenges I'd say but I think to, to, to sort of go back to I don't know whether you're going to ask me about this but to go back to my favorite bit of, of being in rheumatology I think it's that I feel so much more valued here than I ever did on on a ward. And whether that's because I'm more experienced now and I'm more of an expert in my area, or whether that's because we are in medicine, you know, rheumatology is medicines, isn't it? And, you know, that's because that's the focus. But I feel, you know, I think back to years ago when I was a, a, you know, a rotational, newly qualified band six, and I wouldn't even want to go and speak to a consultant, and I'd be really nervous. I would ask them to change the Ramapril because, you know, the EGFR's done this or whatever, and I'd be so nervous. And now to think that I am embedded in a team and my consultants are my colleagues and my friends, and I can go and speak to them and give my opinion, and I'm happy to challenge them, and, and they, you know, when they accept my my opinion is um, important, which has been fantastic. And I know speaking to other rheumatology pharmacists that are in the country, they agree that this is, they feel really valued and their experiences needed. And it's not just, oh, we have to have a pharmacist to do this. So that's been that for me. And, and that's, that would be my greatest sort of satisfaction is that I actually feel valued being here more than I have ever before. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. Lovely. Great. Is there anything else you would like to share that uh, I didn't ask you? Because I feel we covered a lot, but is is there anything specific that you would like to share? Um, I think I would say if anyone's thinking about going into rheumatology or equally if you're a a rheumatologist or um, that's thinking of getting a pharmacist, then to get in touch with an area, a department that has pharmacists within them and see what, what they can offer. And because I think that, they will you know from a personal viewpoint I think I love the job that I do and it gives me so much job satisfaction so for the actual person the pharmacist himself it's fantastic and I think we bring a lot to the team and it allows the consultants to focus on what they want to do and the nurses to focus on what they want to do so I think if you're not sure what what a pharmacist can bring or what you as a pharmacist could bring to rheumatology then just ask around and I'm sure you will quite quickly realise that it's a good idea to either move into rheumatology or get a pharmacist into rheumatology. Yes, you raised a very good point. It's not only about pharmacists to get into rheumatology, it's also about the rheumatology department to want a pharmacist on board. That's a, yeah, that's a very valid point. Right, lovely. So 
Just to thank you very much, Rebecca, for the very informative discussion today. It's great to learn more about your pathway and how fulfilling your career has been so far. So, and I hope with this talk, we encourage more uh, pharmacists to consider a career in rheumatology and also rheumatology departments to consider having a rheumatologist, a pharmacist in the team. Lovely. Um, Thanks, Rebecca. Well, thank you. It's really nice to speak to you. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Careers, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.